Monster RX 93.1 presents Heard on Thursday. Heard on Thursday. The premier magazine talk show on FM radio. Your hosts, Rafael P. Reyes and Cara Erigel. You got Rafi Reyes and Cara back for Heard on Thursdays. And before we begin, may I say that I had the immense pleasure and privilege of representing the monster last night at the Catholic Mass Media Awards along with Rico Robles. Congratulations to the search for the Monster Scholar for winning the CMMA for Best Radio Public Service Program and to Countdown Top 7 and the Concert Series for being finalists in the Best Entertainment Program category. Now, these are programs we are immensely proud of and we work hard on as our humble effort to pay it forward to our great audience, the youth who has continued to support us through the years and who deserves simply the best in radio entertainment. So thank you very much, CMMA. On with tonight's show, we got a great guest, Kara. Now, whenever you dine in a cozy but classy place that builds itself as a cafe or a bistro, when you pair your steak with the uh, appropriate wine and polish things up with dessert and a cappuccino, when you casually toss around terms like fusion and truffles and degustation, degustation <laughs> to impress your date, when you feast on that elevated adobo or couture sinigang or deconstructed kare-kare, when you regard a meal with a loved one or loved ones, not just as a belly-busting end in itself, but as a journey to gastronomic bliss and possibly seduction and sensual delight. When you start thinking, I can do this as a career. Cooking serious food for serious eaters. I mean, really and seriously. Honey, you don't have your yaya or the reality shows to thank for that. For thinking the best of what food or Filipino food can be, you owe a bit to this guy who at his young age can be considered an elder statesman of gastronomy in the Philippines. As Lord De Vera puts it in his opening remarks to our guest's new book, The Kitchen Scoundrel. He is the original rock star chef. He helped put sophistication to our eating. Oh yes, Rafi. And he has done as much as, if not more than, anyone to help uplift the Philippine dining scene and put Philippine cuisine on the world map. From opening the uh, revered Cafe Isabel in the early 80s, at age 23, to founding and mm-hmm. running the renowned Center for Asian Culinary Studies, or CACS, or CACS, in Cats. the 2000s. <laughs> In the th- 2000s, from spreading the good word about Filipino food in his columns, books, and uh, TV shows, to helping guide the budding home cook through his Little Pinoy cookbook series, from being the only 10 outstanding young men awardee in culinary arts to remaining a kitchen scoundrel at heart. He is a true legend of the Philippine culinary scene. Heard on Thursdays, we have Chef Gene Gonzalez. Hi, Chef Gene. Good evening to you, Karen Rafi. It's nice to be back at RX 93.1. And you can say hi to your students in Dava because uh, at this time, they pick up our uh, signal from Manila and uh, we're heard live in Davao right oh, now. hello, Davao. Um, <laughs> uh, all the way in Cabagio. <laughs> Monster Radio, a BT 99.5 in Davao uh-huh. and Monster Radio, BT 105.9 in Cebu. We are heard live now, now, if with other people you say he can cook too, with Chef Gene you say he can fence too. He fences and does karate. With all due respect to HOT guest Rachel Alejandro, he's the original sexy chef. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a new book of essays, recollections, musings, and recipes called The Kitchen Scoundrel. We are glad to have Chef Gene Gonzalez back in the house. Mm-hmm. But... Since it's Chef Gene who's in the house, mm-hmm. we're in danger of running on, enjoyably so, until midnight and beyond. So sorry, Dr. Love, because we can talk about anything and everything related to food and fencing. From heritage restaurants, such as his own, uh, well, Cafe Isabel, and heritage recipes, such as Silipan Cuisine, to home cooking and hole-in-the-wall restaurants, from wine and whiskey to seasick and sriracha wings. So we have to organize her conversation, okay? So let's make it random as heck. Let's start off with... Uh, We'll start off from the very start with uh, OTWs. OTW. Quirky questions. Off the wall for HOT guests. OTW. Okay, we'll start off uh, with um, OTW uh, this early um, in the show. Okay. So, um, off the top of your head, Chef Jean, what comes to mind when we say this word 
or phrase, any thoughts. Okay, you want you want to start it off? Okay, let's start off with this craze right now, and I am guilty <laughs> of indulging in it. Oh yes! Oh my God! There's I have one a Saturday I, date for this. I did this like three days straight. Oh my! I'm not even ashamed of it. Okay. Samgyupsal. Oh, samgyupsal. <laughs> well, uh, samgyupsal is a real Filipino favorite because. Uh, Filipinos love liempo. Yes. And it, basically, samgyupsal is liempo, but on, on on like chili steroids. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the first time I had samgyupsal was I was a student in, uh, I was a student in equestrian sports and uh, there was this guy. By the way, he rides horses too, aside from the fencing. Oh my goodness, <laughs> what do you called... not do? <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy called Mr. Tan somewhere in the Don Enrique Heights area. Uh-huh. And the very first time I, I dipped the the grilled crispy pork mm-hmm. belly on the sesame oil with the sugar salt and, uh... salt and 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 the spice. I said this is absolute heaven. <laughs> and then is. another time when when they had already the sesame leaf. Yeah. And it added fragrance and character to the pork. I said, "This, this is wonderful." It's uh, and it's so simple, isn't it? Yes, it's simple, and it it jives with uh, today's preference for K-pop too. Uh huh. That's true. So it, it's very now. It's also eat all you can. The way they they market it Most uh, here. Of them now, so yeah, that's yeah. very attractive, especially to young diners uh, on a budget, right? But why did it take so long before it became a full-blown craze? Well, um, that must have been some time back when you tried it first. Yes, it was. It it had to. It had to take. Uh, it had to take uh, K-pop. K-pop. <laughs> it really had to take K-pop. Uh, at, at about the the moment I had tried this, it was still. We were still on Thai, on mm. Japanese, on on, on these uh, it was crazes. Still, uh-huh. Right. Right. So now it's K-pop. It's yeah. some And I remember it being expe- quite expensive before at the time, like buffets, like uh, Korean buffets. Like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's so affordable. You have your choice. You can have your affordable buffets. Yeah. And you can have your premium buffets yes. with the premium meats and all that, yeah. right? Okay, next phrase. Uh, next uh, phrase off the top of your head. Milk tea. Milk tea. Well, milk tea is uh, quite British and it went back to Asia. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, well, of course, Hong Kong. It started in Hong Kong, went, ventured towards Taiwan, and went all over Asia. And uh, milk tea is wonderful. It's in terms of just flavor. It also has texture because you can add a lot of floaters. You can have the you can have the black uh, black pearls, uh-huh. and you can have the uh, nata de coco, which is which originated in the Philippines. So milk tea is a very uh, how would you call it? It's a very Asian. Asian, Asian very Asian. Okay, a sequel to this uh, <laughs> to, to this um, OTW question. Matcha, why is it such a big thing? You can oh, tell it. I'm not a big everything. fan. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I'm just... Ma- matcha, matcha is uh, started out with health. Uh, the concepts of health, the benefits that you can get from matcha, mm. antioxidants, um, you know, uh, better circulation mm-hmm. and all that. Then eventually, it, it, it's basically an acquired taste. Uh-huh. Yeah, a little smoky, a little right. you know, earthy. Yeah, a little earthy. Yeah, and then now they mix it with and it, <laughs> cakes and everything. Sabagay, we like the tutong in um, in our kakanin, right? In our yeah. bikos and everything. So and it perks you up. Exactly. I mean, for, for other people, it hypes that you up just like coffee. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that true. must be an acquired taste as well. Okay, next um, uh, OTW fusion. Fusion. Um, confusion. <laughs> really? Um, I love a it. Lot of, a lot of chefs like to do fusion, but to be able to mix and mix and uh, syncretize two cuisines together, you have to be culturally adept or you have to immerse yourself in the culture of mm. the cuisines that you are doing, that you are fusing together. If not, it's just like, you know, it's just like putting five spice powder in everything and calling it fusion Chinese, or you know, uh, putting putting sriracha and saying it's fusion Vietnamese. Oh we we will get the sriracha and yeah. <laughs> truffles in a while. <laughs> but fusion, but yeah, we've had our um, unfortunate experiences yeah. with fusion. Sometimes it really is wow. This is 
this is wonderful. This is something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, sometimes well, it's really just like what the hell am I <laughs> but, eating? But one thing that that fusion has given to many great cuisines is that it it the fusion was the link of the people who were trying out the cuisine. It was the early link. Mm-hmm. So let's say a lot of tourists come into uh, a country like the Thais mm-hmm. or the Japanese. It was fusion. It was it was the thing that bonded them towards trying out other things in the cuisine. Can so you s- I'm not saying it's all bad, but it can be confusion. Can you say can you say that a lot of Filipino dishes are actually fusion dishes? Um, I would say a lot of Filipino dishes have evolved into uh, how would you say it? There's, something our there's own. Something really our own. But if you if you take a look at it from there are very very few. Uh, pure Filipino dishes, but uh, they're all coming out right now because because of the uh, the electronic age, because of because of what we see in social media and uh-huh. all that, we discover all these very pure or untouched dishes that that are from the different islands and which you have advocated all these years right yep. um, an appreciation for. Um, as an aside, Chef Jean very very kindly and nicely brought us some. Very traditional um, ensaymada, chocolate, and uh, the tocino del shello, which uh, a cookie outside is just was raving about before I entered the studio. No, <laughs> so that's I will our eat treat that before I leave. Uh, after the show. You, you get, you gotta get a slice also the strawberry shortcake. Oh, this, and and award-winning yeah. strawberry shortcake. I had a I had a, a bite of that. Uh, I'm not normally a shortcake a strawberry shortcake fan, but wow, this is heavenly. Really? Okay, uh, I'm gonna take it home when you're not looking. Okay. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, uh, for the for the calories, I'm giving it to you. Yep. Consider it gone. <laughs> but this the del Shell is how many years old? Uh, a recipe for your grandmothers? Uh Tocino del Shello is a 200 year old recipe of my family. Uh-huh. Wow. Is that Sulipan cuisine? Yes, it's it, Sulipan. Uh but it, it, of course, it evolved from from other provinces, probably from Bulacan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a uh, monster Sulipan is uh, a kingdom, mythical, ba? In in it's, Pampanga, it's a it's a it's a little town in Pampanga uh-huh. that became the center of cuisine for a while because people were kind of rich and they they had they had Europeans coming down. Okay, and uh, it. It had the thriving economy. A thriving economy is always the hallmark for good cuisine. Um, next OTW question. Deconstructed Filipino food. Deconstructed Filipino food. Uh, sometimes it can work. Sometimes it doesn't work. What is the point? Um, <laughs> I, I when, when, when it comes to Filipino cuisine, I would like purity first. And then when when there is a fully developed, fully developed, full appreciation of our cuisine, even by others all over the world, then we can start probably deconstructing. Mm-hmm. Heard on Thursdays on Manila's Hottest Monster, RX 93.1. Our guest for tonight is the legendary rock star chef, Gene Gonzalez. And we are sort of like plumbing his, uh, his brain, his thoughts, as a teaser for you to get uh, and try his book, The Kitchen Scoundrel. So this is a sample of how... Uh, uh, much of a scoundrel he is, how <laughs> mischievous, um, irreverent at the same time, um, his love for food and everything. Uh, ne- next, uh, yes. OTW. Alright, next, uh, reality food shows. What uh, you think? Re- reality food shows? I've seen backroom preparations of reality food shows, so <laughs> I, I don't I, I think there's still a mixture of what is showbiz. Yeah, oh, definitely. Unreal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next, next. Bar chow slash pulutan. Bar chow slash pulutan. Off this the top of your head. Fabulous. Fabulous. I mean, uh, because, because there is so much room to evolve our pulutan. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and there are so many materials from from fresh to leftovers. Yeah. Bar, bar, bar pulutan is something that we should explore. You know, it's very refreshing. I have a book on that. <laughs> 
Is it out? Okay. The, the, the little pulutan right? cookbook. The little oh, pulutan wow. cookbook. So, uh, I'm sure it has recipes for the familiar sisig and and uh, yes. uh, it, all that. Uh-huh. The question is, is it a, a cultural thing? Because like when you go out of the country, like when you drink, they uh, just drink. Uh, yeah, they don't like eating is weird for them. Like we we go out, we eat first. And then we drink, or we drink, and then we eat after. Like Filipinos, sila, why do we eat while we drink? Um, actually, it's only now. Mm-hmm. Before you load up so that you can drink a lot because right. your stomach is full. Tagay, tagay but but kayo. now, the the Asian, the Asian, the Asian and the Mediterranean uh-huh. practices of eating while drinking is already there. The the Spaniards have tapas. They have uh, a lot of antipasti for the Italians, yeah. but the Japanese, the Chinese, they they eat while they drink and the Thais. So we're 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 we seem to be going into that trend where mm-hmm. we're eating and drinking at the same time. If you read Chef Jean's uh, columns for the Manila Times, am I correct? Mm-hmm. Um, he edits the food Manila section. Bulletin. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah. Sorry, the MD. Manila Bulletin. Yeah. <laughs> Manila Bulletin. Where am I? Uh-huh. Uh, and. Um, his his, uh, his columns and his articles um, he eats you know where we eat he eats what what quote unquote normal people eat and appreciates it even in Davao and Cebu so he will recommend a uh, hole in the wall where there's pulutan yeah I'll <laughs> recommend, I'll I'll recommend things for for the masa mm. or for you know uh, things that have no pretensions mm-hmm. I'll also recommend also high high cuisine but you have to take it on a frame of mind, mm. a certain frame of mind or a certain context. Mm-hmm. Once they took me to a to a place where they serve the best panga, Ooh. and uh, I said, "What is this place? It's is it a vulcanizing shop?" <laughs> and I wrote about it, and now it's the top fifty world street food stalls. Where is this? It's in Davao. Oh. So next time you're in Davao, yeah. So these anecdotes, these uh, observations are in the book, The Kitchen Scoundrel. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of things in it from his um, um, memories, his, his uh, experiences in in running restaurants, in, in cooking and everything, and recipes. I love how there's like, I don't know how you call it, like food erotica somewhere in there. I was, reading, uh-huh. I was browsing through uh-huh. it earlier. Like Talk to the guy. <laughs> I love it. I love the concept. I love how the book is written. I love the feel of it. Uh-huh. It's like, it's 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 enjoyable. It's it's a really an enjoyable uh, read. I, I can like. already think of a number of people who will like this book, uh, Christmas time. That's another thing I'm stealing from you tonight. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> no, you have your copy. <laughs> okay. I do. Okay, great. We'll have our copy side. Okay, n- next OTW term. Masasal naman to from Barchao after the one after Pulutan. Uh, truffle, salted oh. egg. Oh, where's that? Where do you want? After the Pulutan. Uh, speak easy. Speak easies. Okay. Uh, speak easies. Um, they're nice uh, if they're really speakeasies and they're really in secret but they just make it appear that uh, it's a speakeasy mm. but uh, what's nice about speak- speakeasies are the mixologists they're like chefs mm-hmm. yes, yes. they like they like make infusions they like make their own creations now mm-hmm. and this is something very exciting and I would say it's a wonderful field to be in, especially at this moment. Mixology. Chef Jean. It's an art. Uh, uh, another refreshing thing about Chef Jean is uh-huh. um, he appreciates not just the food, but the drinks that go Ooh, okay. with the food. So he is a wine expert, he is a whiskey ah. expert, and you know. He... I did the book on cocktails that won the World Gourmand Awards so many years ago, and it was everything and anything. That I had in, you know, inspirations in Boracay when I would you know, walk home and, you know, stagger mm-hmm. and roll on the <laughs> Speaking of of, uh, of liquor, uh-huh. uh, shout out to uh, Mix Jimenez, uh, our partner here on the Monster. Mm-hmm. So they opened a bar in in BGC near where we held our event studio uh, twenty eight. Okay. And one of the th- uh, things that that is available there is a Philippine gin called, if I'm not mistaken, Park. Archipelago. Yes. Have you tried it? Uh, there are several gins now that are Philippine made, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, pretty good. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it, it seems there seems to be a gin revival. There is a gin revival. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Would you agree? Uh, gin used to be, you know, it's it's the hard liquor I grew up on, but kind of uh, got uh, 
<laughs> Disreputable along. It has yeah. a social stigma. Uh-huh. Um, gin is supposedly cheap. Uh, and uh, it has very bad connotations in the Philippine Here. setting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even in, in medieval or, or post-medieval Europe in England, it was called the scourge of God. Because people people got addicted mm-hmm. or what. Uh, but basically, it's it's a habit form in drinking alcohol. <laughs> it can be any alcohol and you... you right, right. Yeah. If Isn't you it drink like, it irresponsibly, it, you know, you'll be irresponsible. Yeah. Isn't it one of the healthier types of alcohol though? Like they say clear alcohol is... I don't know. Well, they say that clear alcohol is healthy. Uh, but, well, uh, it's debatable. Too much of it is oh, well, yeah, always uh, any any alcohol, even red wine, which they say is very. Oh, nga, eh, and but you know we love our it? red wine. Yeah. <laughs> because say using keto diet now, and um, for keto diet uh, followers, they would say that oh, we can drink. Um, what can they drink? Is, is it gin or, no or, or vodka? But they can't drink beer. Oh, so clear, clear. Eh. Like yeah. even diabetics are recommended to drink clear spirits right. uh-huh. if they have to drink. Yeah, if yeah. they have. <laughs> No, if that they have to do it socially. <laughs> lambanog, uh, clear yon na. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my color. Meron din yung is, lambanog ngayon. I would say, if if it's done correctly, mm-hmm. lambanog is one of the purest. I've never if if I have I would drink a lambanog that comes from a distillery mm-hmm. and not from a commercial store. Mm-hmm. Never, yeah. I never had any hangovers. Not bathtub lambanog. Wow. And then Lambanog, Lambanog, the si- the technology of making Lambanog is coming out now historically that we taught the Mexicans how to make tequila. Oh, Ooh. speaking of me- uh, Mexicans, I was in a uh, dinner party with some college friends and the children had just come from Mexico. Uh-huh. So they served me this really, really potent stuff, uh, mezcal. Mezcal. And uh-huh. it was, it had this intense smoky yes, flavor smoky. to it. Med- they, they cook <laughs> no they, one, but they, they cook or fire roast the piñas so it becomes mezcal and um, um, if and you they, look they, at they the or something and step on the, on the soil or if something. you look at the tequila museums all of them you take a look at the distillador the distiller the okay. distilling machine it's called distillador filipino what oh yes so there's evidence that during the Manila Acapulco trade, uh-huh. we had brought the science of distillation to to Mexico. Uh-huh. Oh, very interesting. Actually, it's coming back now, eh, But like, if you go to say uh, a poblacion and everything, like people uh-huh. are drinking local alcohol, so from, local from gin, craft local, beer yeah, to local yeah. gin to local cocktails, right? Which so. is great. Um, it, it it comes with the um, with the whole rediscovery of our heritage yeah. and also the hipster vibe. You know, you, you oh, want to yeah. be you want to be individual. You want to be which is a great there's, thing. Yeah. There's a distillate called Laksoy that died. We're reviving it. Ooh, it's from Nipa. From oh. Nipa. Yes, we're. Nipa, you may sasa. No. Yes, it sa- is sasa. sasa. Yeah, sasa. That's that's the drink on the other side of Quezon, right? Uh huh. In, in the Infanta side or the real side uh-huh. people don't drink Lambanog there they drink Sasa ah, so Sasa is different from Lambanog what is Sasa? Yes. Sasa is from Nipa Lambanog mm-hmm. is from Coconut, coconut. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Eh, but Tuba is generally from Tuba is the sap that you get either from Nipa uh, Coconut or Kaong ah, any, any palm tree mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you can tap Interesting, but monsters drink responsibly. Okay, right, right. <laughs> we're discussing these things for you to have a general appreciation and a backgrounder, but uh, we're not encouraging you to go, you know, uh, blind drunk. Yes. You know what I mean? Go away. <laughs> nope, nope, don't do that. Okay, we are talking to Chef Gene Gonzalez. Uh, uh, he has a new book out called The Kitchen Scoundrel. So mm-hmm. we are uh, we are sort of like um, teasing uh, you with his thoughts um, and wit. Just in the book with our OTW questions. Okay. Next one is uh, beach or bundok? Beach. Mm, why? Beach. Uh, He's a beach guy. Um, when when I was probably in grade school, I'd say bundok. Mm. But now beach. Uh, I I prefer the the sights. Uh-huh. Mm. I prefer the the drinks and the food. <laughs> I'll go to food and yes. and, and the water. Drinks. Mm. At the and, beach. And the sites. Uh-huh. We can say sites. Mm-hmm. The natural sites and the mobile 
walking sites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, your go-to food um, on the beach and drink. I uh, my go-to food on the beach. Uh, uh, a lot, lot of grilled uh, prawns. Mm-hmm. And yes. Would say drinks would be an you know lunch would be a nice Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah. At siguro kasama si Chef Jean uh, sa beach. Uh, Para siya natin. <laughs> Chef? And, uh, whoever, you know, whoever is preparing, you know, sub-zero beers. Uh-huh. Uh, red beers wine in perfect. the evenings. As on the side, uh, Chef Jean is of course another renowned chef, uh, Chef mm-hmm. Gino, who is uh, responsible for the famous uh, pizza in uh, Boracay. Boracay. Yeah, the, the four seasons. cheese. The, uh, the must-have pizza. The must-have mm. pizza, the four cheese and the oyster and, yeah. uh, oh, wow. pizza. Uh, uh, two seasons. Two seasons. Uh, ah, okay, okay. So Boracay has to reopen so you can go there and get it. Uh, okay, next. Truffle, salted egg, or sriracha? Pick one. Um, Ma trendy, ano to, di ba food uh, flavors mm-hmm. these days? It's hard. It's a very hard toss-up between truffle and salted egg because they're both rich in umami. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of aroma too, I I can't decide. <laughs> I think in, in if I were to eat Filipino food, I'd I'd, I'd take two or Asian food. I'd I'd take two uh, salted egg. But if I were to eat European food mm-hmm. then truffles especially white truffles uh-huh. which is the season uh-huh. the genuine white truffles but these it's days they season. just put truffle oil on everything yeah. right? truffle oil kasi is a lot of it is artificially flavored real infused truffle oil is very light okay. very light mm-hmm. so uh, a lot of the American chefs don't like truffle oil mm-hmm. oh. but then again probably they use too much. <laughs> <laughs> so everything that explains it in moderation again. Okay. Next. All right, next. Cook oof, cooking in condos. Cooking in condos. Cooking in condos bans you from the use now of LPG. Yes. Which uh, deters you from doing certain techniques. But uh, it's also very safe that you're doing induction and quite inexpensive. Uh, quite tight. So there's a whole new field of uh, books for cooking in condos. Can of, you cook uh, well in condos? Oh yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Uh, What's one great tip that you can give to you know people who love to cook but are you know limited limited because of this tiny space? That's well, given? the tiny spaces would would always uh, would always point to cooking fresh. Getting getting what 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 you want in the in the neighborhood supermarket or deli mm-hmm. and cooking it fresh at home and preparing it and uh, that the the problem are the leftovers so you have to cook just the right just amount, the right amount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and these days the supermarkets are well stocked even with with fresh produce and and vegetables mm-hmm. yeah. so. Uh, Many times you don't really have to go to a wet market. Of course, if that alternative is available to you, then you know you have more options. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the supermarkets have some. From what they I do, hear, some actually the uh, same price. I or think cheaper. same price. Yeah. If I were, if I were to stay in a condo unit, I'd, I'd have several. Uh, I'd have several spices. I'd mm-hmm. have a good barrage of spices mm-hmm. and condiments, so that I can just grab Excellent, things yeah. here and there when I prepare something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of tips. Right. right. <laughs> that was very a very selfish question. Before, like, before we uh, continue with the other uh, OTW questions. Okay. So you have recipes here, but it's not a cookbook. Yes. Well, I when I when I showed it to the publishers, they said it was an afterthought. They said, "Do you know that people will expect recipes from you?" So which I is, which is I had correct. to I had to put recipes, and each and every recipe is part of the story uh-huh. of the essay like Caesar salad the Caesar salad recipe there is about a wedding that we did an 800 pe- person wedding of uh, two political families mm-hmm. in, in Mindanao and you know the, the hotel the hotel was was saying yes to everything that we asked for all the equipment they said they had mm-hmm. until they finally told me scratching their heads that they did not have a mixer. Oh my! The hotel 
the hotel did not have a mixer. So I was cursing in the kitchen and there was I was doing 800 uh, orders of Caesar salad with a wire whisk the day before. And you know, at the end of the day, you know, all all these all these peers of mine, the the crew, the team I brought in uh, had the well, had the real ball. They were laughing at me. I said, <laughs> I need a drink after this. <laughs> and um, I was laughing the next day because the filling that they put in the walk-in chiller all turned green. Oh. Oh. The walk-in chiller was even hotter than the kitchen. So, oh you know, you gosh. have to be prepared for these emergencies or these things that that, that Cousin Murphy always has. Murphy's Law, <laughs> Murphy's it, it's law. always something that happens. Uh, <laughs> especially on, on these big events that where you especially have cooking. everything planned. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, have you had a really bad diva moment in the kitchen where you simply threw a fit or just threw things around? I used to do that. Mm -hmm. I used to do that because um, my my Japanese friend told me to limit getting angry in the kitchen every six months. (laughs) How did you tone yourself down? How did you Um, mellow? I guess the new the new the new senior Chefs were, are the ones now that get very angry, ah. so I don't have to get angry anymore. <laughs> you pass, you passed on now. the mantle. <laughs> how about with your students? How kind? How exacting are you? How how strict are you? Uh, at CACs, uh, in CECS, we're we're very nurturing. We're very nurturing, but we don't spoil the students. We like to nurture the students, and we want we really have the concept of having them learn or the concept of having them complete all the requirements this is this is something that i've i've always been telling the the instructors about uh, if you have to get angry uh, it has to be really for for a zen experience for a reason and it has to be effective mm-hmm. uh, i I've not I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not the tantrum type uh, in the school kitchen. <laughs> Chef Gene is a good friend of the station and and of uh, Heard on Thursdays. He's been on the show quite a number of times before, mm-hmm. but not for some time. When um, he first guested on the show, culinary was just beginning to become a thing. Oh. Okay, there are people taking up culinary. Now he has a school and everything. Uh, so back then parabang you were taking culinary major experimental payon, but right. now when people take culinary uh, uh, at your center and other schools, what are they? Uh, what career are they looking uh, at? Well, what cul- do they want? Culinary, culinary, culinary course opens you to several, not only kitchen work, but it 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 uh, opens you to merchandising. You can go uh, work for an importer or exporter. You can you can uh, be in the food and beverage administration thing. Uh, many of our graduates. Uh, many of our graduates end up in the kitchen, but many of them also end up in other fields, like uh, merchandising. Like I said, uh, some of them uh, are the people that choose or they 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 monitor mm-hmm. the food in commissaries, like um, coffee chains. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't want to mention, but <laughs> yeah. uh, we do have a number of graduates that are doing this, and. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, culinary opens you up to a to a huge field now. I, I just opened the book to um, this page with a recipe for pan roasted fish fillet with absinthe whisked butter sauce. Now this sounds pretty elevated, okay? <laughs> pan roasted fish fillet with absinthe whisked butter sauce. There must be an elevated story behind this recipe as well. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they have to um, read it. <laughs> The 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 fish fillet is basically uh, a lot of it is prepared because there's an element of uh, bravado. Uh, it's it's about it's it, it shows preparations five day preparations for for men or maybe even women who want to entertain at home, mm-hmm. entertain a date rather than go out dating in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Then you, I have a five day plan. A five-day plan. Of preparing everything from appetizer down to dessert. It takes five days? Five days because you have to do it on leisure when you go home. Uh, Drop by the supermarket. Mm. I see. Buy okay. something or prepare something. 
put it in the ref. And on the fifth day, you put everything together, have your date, chill your bottle of mm. sparkling wine or mm. have a bottle of red and have a good time. Chapter 5 is about critiques and customers. Ooh. Sounds very interesting. Okay. Uh, what is the, if not worst, most uh, um, disturbing critique that you've had? Well, uh, you can have, there are a lot of critiques. Especially now, you have the blogger, uh-huh. <laughs> which is uh, there are there are there are bloggers who have the credentials to to criticize, mm-hmm. but they should also have the responsibility to take off what they have criticized if the establishment has uh, improved on what they have critiqued upon. Uh-huh. Uh, it's very irresponsible. Sometimes they just leave it there. And, you know, Lana, it's there forever. It's there it's forever. Online. Yes, yeah. and uh, some of them are good at taking pictures, but you know they don't really have a critical faculty to judge the. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, you know, I sometimes I, I make uh, in that es- in that particular essay, mm. I I make fun of certain customers who we discover to be uh, to be spoiled or fake. Oh. Um, you know, when you when you go abroad and you take an Airbnb, you rate the BNB, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're also rated as a customer. Yeah. So, you know, if you're a restaurateur, why can't you rate the customer? <laughs> well. So, well, I I, 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 I had that I had that in the essay, but uh, uh, you know, because kayo but traditional um if not victim uh, um you have to suffer through that um that adage the customer is always right yeah well if the customer comes up to you and says I want a Caesar salad with uh, bagong or something 100,000 <laughs> island dressing oh wow oh that's really greedy right uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> 100,000 island dressing <laughs> too much too much <laughs> Heard on Thursdays on Manila's Hottest Monster RX 93.1. Heard on Thursdays. Talk radio that pops. You're with Rafi and Kara, and our guest for tonight is Chef Jean Gonzalez. So, um, more OTW topics. Uh, okay. This is interesting, yeah. Uh, date place. Date place. Date place. Uh, talk to me about date place. Cafe Isabel was the date place. <laughs> It uh, still is. It still Just is, but we've, we've become now, because it's brighter and the new site is wider, bigger, we've become a family restaurant. Mm-hmm. Although there's a beautiful, uh, there's a beautiful balconaje, which we've enclosed and air-conditioned. And that is, I think, that is right now being used by the daters. Uh-huh. The new location is where? Yes. The new location is in 175 Empaterno Street. That's mm-hmm. also where we uh, have the new classrooms of cafe of the Center for Asian Culinary Studies. New memories for a new generation uh, of Cafe Isabel. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you'll see you'll see a lot of uh, the you'll see the whole ceilings that we moved. A lot of the walls we we literally the dismantled and everything. Cafe Isabel and brought it there. Oh, cool. That must have been painstaking. It, yes, it took a year. We put we put the 1912 house in a 1919 house. Oh, oh that's amazing! I really want to go. Uh-huh. I want to go now. You should. Pang date. Pang date. Next date. Oh, who did I say? <laughs> what? Oh, I have a question though about like studying because uh, you mentioned Paolo, my boyfriend actually um, uh, took up culinary arts and management. But like, um, and then he stopped for a while and the family business, they're into food too. But like now he wants to build something of his own and he wants to study again actually. So is it like um, when you study food, is it like parang doctor ba that you really have to keep uh, on studying, continue study, like it never stops because it, it changes. It yes, I, I think you should, you you have certain options that you take and, you know, things related to the field that you are, you are entering, the field of food that you are entering and you have to look for, uh, and there's always continuing education. Mm-hmm. I'm still taking courses until now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every time I have the chance, I try to see, I try to see a contemporary uh, a counterpart in, abroad mm-hmm. and uh, we exchange ideas or I, I take a course like an ordinary student mm-hmm. you're 
constantly learning and evolving. Yeah, yeah. because everything evolves to uh-huh. how people like their food, the taste that they like. Yeah. All right. So um, a couple more for OTW. Sure. All right. Um, <laughs> Aba, tambay na lang tayo sa bahay and not your house because you'll be serving truffled egg egg and sulipan cuisine. <laughs> Tambay nuna tayo sa bahay. For, for, for our young monsters who just, you know, um, let's not go out. Let's just stay you, home you know and what? gimmick there. Um, it's nice to make tambay sa bahay, especially if you're among friends. Um, the worst thing that can happen is, I, I have it in my book, um, you're invited to a house and people stare at you and look at you while you're eating and then they 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 ask you for a critique of their family recipe. Oh wow, oh, no. that, and, that's and, and difficult. You're, you're like trapped. You're 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 up against the wall. And I said, you, you want to tell them that hey, I'm human. I'm not in. I'm not in. Uh, I'm not in critique 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 mode or what. I'm just in eating mode. Um, it, it, it's it's difficult. And you say it's good. And they say hindi hindi. Yun talaga talaga talaga. Wow. What uh, can you say? That's difficult. But uh, you know, food, good food is good food becomes good food when it's prepared with a lot of love. Mm. Yeah, a lot you of believe caring. Me, me pulso yes. and the yes, L word. Yes, pulso, me vibrations na pumapasok and good food deserves good company. If you if you eat good food with bad company, it's going to turn out bad. <laughs> There's the L word, not and I don't mean just love. Because there's another L word which uh, <laughs> Lord Devera quotes in his uh, opening remarks which uh, Chef Jean reportedly lipo- right? uh, said and it's uh, the, um, you can spell it out. <laughs> I can't say it? You say it. <laughs> from, your, from your lips. Kasi mas <laughs> I didn't <laughs> realize that Lord after all these years would remember that incident when a student presented me with a plate and it was such a boring plate and I said Asana libog nito. You know, you 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 got to put your you got to put yourself on the plate, and I he remembered that. That's the first time I'm hearing uh, a chef use that term actually, because like I remember in college theater, theater. it's said a lot, de When you're on stage, kailangan mo na libog pag nagsusulat ka, kailangan mo na libog. That's what you. That's the umph that that makes it different uh-huh. and that makes it effective. And also with with food, pala. So how do you cook food. with libog? You're wearing your Victoria's <laughs> Secret while you're cooking. <laughs> there's, there's always the the imprint of uh, inspiration. Uh, there's always this imprint of in- inspiration that that drives you to to create, to cook, and create. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, last two for OTW. What do you think about trends? Trends? Uh, trends are brought about by brought about by innovation. And what's so funny is um, when they when you're when when you when you innovate, sometimes people call you insane. And when the trend picks up then they call you a genius. <laughs> now, that's really stupid. Well. And, uh, well, trends become classics once it becomes enjoyable. Sisig. Uh-huh. Sisig now. Uh, can you imagine that many of us Filipinos are eating imported meat because of sisig? There's not enough Philippine, there's not enough Filipino hogs that are slaughtered where they get for the heads sisig. for sisig. So they buy imported heads now, which oh. are not used by other countries, and we have oh, to I utilize it as sisig. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. And it used to be that sisig was not respectable before. You know, it, it wouldn't be served. It wouldn't be served in respectable households. Right. It's something that. Uh, the Canto boys like uh, yeah, Plutan yeah, yeah. or whatever. Uh, but how did it right? how did it become like specialties now? Well, uh, one was it was kapampangan, it was very good. In fact, um, where we have CACS Angeles has a city ordinance that these are the rules for making CC. 
no mayonnaise. Yes. It must be grilled. Uh, there, there was already there, there's already a set of rules for a legitimate angelenio season. Um, so um, we we can see that uh, there is a there is a move to standardizing a a cult food. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll we'll live to see the day where? Um, like provinces would have uh, appellations or some sort of standardization for that, that would for, be nice for dishes. You think you'd like that? That would be nice. You know, one of the one of the areas that has their that has their acts together is the Bicol area. Mm. Uh, you have to thank uh, Joey Salceda mm-hmm. uh, when he was governor. He really worked hard on Bicol food. So uh, to call a dish laing, it has to be this and that. Yes, right? yes. There, there are certain, there are certain, there are certain ingredients or certain rules that you have to have. But they're they're not they're not they're not so called printed. But there there are area there are areas that are famous for certain types of Bicolano food. Speaking of trends, uh, our very own JC says that tacos is a thing right now. It, it has been for a while, yeah. But yeah. What do you think, tacos? Uh, it's it's in and out. Uh, a lot of tacos now are soft. Yeah. Uh, all long before we had the crisp uh, tortillas, mm-hmm. the, the crispy fried tortillas. Now a lot of the tacos are soft, and a lot of the tacos have a lot of adventurous food. You can put uh, uh, lengua, uh-huh. sisig. Yeah. I, I oval. Uh, yeah. Oval. I went to. A, Taco dive in, call it a taco dive in the south. Taco um, drive. Uh, no, I'm, uh, I, um, that's a term I use, but I oh. forget the name of the place. There's a place that actually it's actually called taco drive. The taco dive, and, really. Yeah. <laughs> but this one is in, in the Sukat area. Um, Paranyake. Paranyake. Did it have a car wash? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Taco drive. Oh, taco drive. Yeah, I, okay. that's I said taco place. dive. Uh, uh, taco drive. Yeah. So they have lengua and they have. Uh, yeah, they have um, oyster tacos. Bikilawin oh, pa eh. Yeah. So adventurous yeah. with uh, with tacos. Uh, and finally, guilty pleasure. You have any? Guilty pleasures? Maramian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Parang to me, uh food itself is a guilty pleasure. It's uh it's something that I uh think about the next day, what I'm gonna have, <laughs> what I'm going to drink with 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 this what what kind of wine what uh it, and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be uh european food we we've paired off lots of asian food recently we did uh we did a dinner of 23 courses in filipino wow. and we paired it off you'll be surprised uh one of the hits was burro what do you pair with burro cabernet sauvignon oh, french wow. You, we were all surprised. I was thinking we like were, Riesling or we were yes, yeah. On, at first, mm-hmm. at first impulse, it's a German wine. It's uh, or a, you know, uh, like another impulse was Sinigang. We mm. said, oh, that's got to be Sauvignon Blanc. That that's the first thing that came to my mind myself. The best was Spanish Cava. Oh, we, oh. Pwede. Oh. So marami, marami ano, marami, marami mga. Uh, things that we have to discover about our cuisine. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> we were talking about laing. Now I'm wondering what goes with laing. If, if, laing? I have to have wine with laing. Probably a Chardonnay. A Chardonnay. Probably a Chardonnay. Yeah. To, to uh, boost the creaminess of a laing. Mm. The coconut creaminess of a laing. Oh, no, I'm hungry. <laughs> and craving for a glass of wine. <laughs> Uh, the book is available where? It's published by ABS-CBN Publishing. Yes, uh, we had a problem about a couple of weeks ago. The book sold out. Oh, Congratulations! That's a great you, problem. But uh, I think they've replenished. Uh-huh. Okay. You can find it at Fully Booked and National Bookstore and major bookstores. Sa halagang, pati sa Cafe Isabel meron, mm-hmm. sa halagang 350 pesos. Very good. And you will have... Uh, Nights of, uh, of uh, well, the, good stories and, and fine wine and fine eating. The after. book was a wonderful, uh, it was a wonderful, uh, how would you say it, Co- cooperative effort between a lot of friends, relatives. Mm-hmm. My, my, my daughter did the styling. 
uh, Ryan Agoncillo did the photography. Oh, wow. He broke a lot of... This is Ryan's uh, yes. photograph? Yes, he broke a lot of rules. Mm. He used a Leica action camera for the portraits. Uh, styling was by Jongski, uh, Fernandez, and Ramdi uh, Arcilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are all... Uh, they're all professionals in their field that uh, contributed to the success of the book. Uh... Massflex, my my my, uh, I'm brand ambassador of Massflex. Mm-hmm. They they we showed off a lot of the stuff uh, that Filipinos now are using mm-hmm. because we had to think of the Filipino chef. Yes, that's another thing that we have become sophisticated uh, at. Right, uh, previously you know, sa panahon ng mothers, not in grandmothers, mm-hmm. they had kind of simple or basic kitchen stuff, kitchen mm-hmm. implements. But now we have all these knives, all these mixers, all these blenders and all that. Right? Processors. Thanks to O-Shopping. <laughs> shopping. You're responsible. She's with O-Shopping so she sells uh, people's stuff. <laughs> no, but we have Massflex also in O-Shopping, I remember. <laughs> They're really good, I must say. <laughs> but this book is quite different from your other books, your mm-hmm. award-winning books because they uh, they were cookbooks yes. or they were like um, uh, about the history of a certain dish or cuisine or an overview of a certain type of food. Mm-hmm. This is all of that and more. How did this come about, the kitchen scoundrel? Well, um, I had, I, I was already always thinking about uh, a book that was more literary. Uh, maybe trying out and trying to see if I had certain talents in <laughs> in writing, which you know, which uh, a lot of a lot of people who enjoyed my columns and you know, a lot of my snide remarks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I tried I tried out these essays and yeah it's a compilation of years of uh, writing certain essays that I put together and I bridged with the other essays mm-hmm. that puts you on the spot when somebody asks you to critique their food at home right so really that 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 is uh, um, that will make anyone feel uncomfortable but what if somebody comes up to you and say chef ito try mo tong lugar na ito masarap yung barbecue niya doon masarap yung steak niya doon I do you do? Many of the things I write about are based on recommendations of friends, of, of certain people, foodies also. And uh, I, I I do, I try I try a lot of food. I go out all the time. With CACS and Davao, you must be discovering a lot of Davao dishes, uh, Mindanao dishes, Mindanao cuisine. And um, we are just getting to know about the dishes in that uh, part of the Philippines. Uh, the, there's a there's a woman uh, now writing a book on durian, mm-hmm. an American, an American. But as early as ten years ago, I had given the tourism people in Davao my tasting notes on twenty one varieties of durian. Everything from custard, leche flan, honey sweet uh, to garlicky. Garlicky. Yes. They, we, there's a whole there's a whole range of flavors that you you can get from durian. Pwede bang gawin sinigang na durian? Lalagay yung well, durian right sa now they're, they're trying they're trying to uh, put it into food. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've succeeded in pastry. But in food, we still have to see. We still have to see. In all um, the time you've been cooking, you must have tasted like a million types of adobos. Okay. What makes you happy in an adobo. I'm not going to ask you uh, what is the perfect adobo because, you know, nobody, uh, everybody's mother's adobo is the best adobo. But uh, what makes you happy in an adobo? Um, um, well caramelized, well browned, uh, cooked very slowly, not a quick adobo. Mm-hmm. Cooked very slowly and, uh, yeah, well caramelized. I also, um, Depending on on the context, uh, I prefer adobo with just very simple uh, patis, uh, vinegar, garlic, and pepper. That's it. That's it. Karas, uh, I'm plugging you, you again. You uh, take the miracle of the caramelization of pork and the mixture of patis and the slow simmering with vinegar and you've got a miraculous flavor. It's patis for you, not toyo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not in my actually it's 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 a growing up thing in my town. If you put toyo, you're cheating. Oh, you're cheating! You've got you've got to you've got to simmer it to a point where it browns, caramelize it, 
and deglazing. Uh-huh. How long but does that usually you know, take? There are good adobos with toyo. Yeah, yeah. The Chinese adobo, uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot. And, and adobo as a method. Mm. Sisig. Sisig is basically, if you really adobo. look at it, it's an adobo. It's an adobo. But, but done very fast. Mm-mm. Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kara's family, I'm plugging you again, makes a good, <laughs> makes a great adobo. She, at one time, had the idea of putting it in, in, in a mason, bottle. Uh, mason jar, Bayon? Yeah, 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 in a mason oh, jar. Oh, to sell, but yeah, she has to, uh, she has to follow <laughs> up on that. Fine, I'm thinking of doing it again. But my lola, kasi would would really put lots of garlic, lots of toyo, and really that, slow cook that, it, that and be, liver. That would be great. That would be great. I yeah. think you should pursue that. I think we Filipinos should should really start the appreciation of our cuisine. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a lot, a lot of a lot of work has to be done. In our uh-huh. Another follow-up, uh, a final OTW: okay. holiday food, holiday dishes. Holiday dishes are wonderful, um, except that many people don't have the time mm-hmm. to prepare. But if especially these they days, can devote the, the time to prepare. Please prepare traditional food. Please prepare what what our ancestors have been serving, because eventually. We don't want it. We don't want to. We don't want food. Uh, all of our Christmas fare in a takeout box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I miss? Uh, um, partly because uh, uh, in, in the house they don't cook it anymore because it's difficult to cook, and um, my mother is getting on in years. Mm-hmm. Morcon, you know, you know, genuine mm. Filipino morcon. It, mm. It's a difficult dish to cook. That's why you don't see it. Yes. Uh, around uh, uh, too much, right, chef? That's hard to that's it's hard to make because you have to uh, slow cook it low and slow mm-hmm. low fire slow there's there's caramelization of the sauce and 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 it, it, we 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 have to try to preserve these uh, types of fare. Ibay ba rin yung recipes for morcon, right? Marame. Ibay ba yung nilalagay sa loob? Regional, yes. Ah, regional then. Like some would have a lot of pickles, some no pickles, mga ganon, di ba? And the recourse of many people, because they can't cook it themselves, is of course to buy the food. Now, if you don't buy it from a store or from a restaurant such as Cafe Isabel, they look at Instagram and say, oh, may nagbebenta ng ganto. What do you think of that, chef? Um, well, a lot you you really have to know where to buy mm-hmm. because there are a lot of uh, artisanal makers and some of the stuff can be pretty good I, I I had a I made friends with these people because I tried their I tried their bottled stuff and it was really good mm. this this bottle to you if you mm. look at my Instagram you'll see what brand the bottle to you is mm-hmm. and uh, wow they, this that. is something that I I have always because when there's an emergency and I I need to have a fast meal, I just open a bottle and that's it. Set up. Speaking of, uh, I remember my friend. She's based in uh, in Ormoc, uh, in Leyte, and she's been posting these um, um, Insta- uh, Instagram pictures of jams, bottled jams. Uh-huh. Namukon local sa kanila. I just don't know if it's available here in Manila, but things like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so. Um, Social media, Instagram, uh, does provide uh, new opportunities for um, food Ooh, businesses, yeah. for yeah. for cooks, um, for people to try out their stuff. And uh-huh. I mean, people, more and more people are living in condos who are who need you know food that's delivered to the the, the, the doorstep or something frozen that they can just take out and, and, and cook. It's a reality. Yeah, yeah? Uh, it's a reality. It's fast-paced life at social media. <laughs> On the other hand. Um, because of the availability of information, young people, um, I'm thinking positively here, uh, now have access or an appreciation of older stuff that, mm-hmm. um, you know, other generations may not have had that access to it, right? Uh, you tell them now about Morcon, then maybe they've seen it in an a Instagram lot, a pic. Lot, a, lot, a lot of the classic or traditional Filipino dishes have to be explained well. Mm-hmm. Once I think you explain this to someone who's not familiar, whether they're where whether they're young or they're foreign, mm-hmm. we'll have a deep appreciation once you explain this well. When what? you cook for a family, sorry, when you cook for a family dinner, what's your inspiration? Is it your inspiration or do you ask? Ano yung gusto niyo? Um, sa akin is ano. Uh, 
there's always this thing that I think of that would make them happy. What would make them happy? That's always always that question mark. And uh, more often than not, I get them happy. <laughs> very good. Thank you very much, Chef Gene. Thank wow. you. You plumbed your, your uh, brain. Um, the Kitchen Scoundrel, uh, please invite them to uh, check yeah. out. Uh, kitchen, the Kitchen Scoundrel is... Uh, this is my most recent book. And uh, this is very different from my cookbooks because... Um, there's more it's more literary there are essays on on uh, crazy essays and some very romantic ones mm. um, also some very sharp uh, a sharp look at certain reactions from people who dine uh, I guess this is a conglomeration of my years of work um, it's available at all major bookstores national bookstore and fully booked uh, please get a copy. It's a good Christmas gift and good uh, bedside reading, especially when you want to be entertained <laughs> <laughs> and satiated, I'm sure. Uh, plus recipes too. Yeah. Remember, uh-huh. uh, um, things to look forward to, uh, your restaurants or your projects in, in the coming year? Um, well, you can I'm, tease something? I'm, doing, I'm redoing my bar book. Because I think I think uh, it has to be it has to be uh, put to this to this uh, to this context the context of the, the new bar creations. Um, we're we're finishing up with uh, the uh, school the classrooms in the new Cafe Isabel site. Uh, we just opened Cafe Isabel Pampa uh, no uh, CACS Cent- Center for Asian Culinary Studies in Pampanga. And we're now uh, we're now accepting enrollees. We have classes there. Yeah, great. Thank you very much, Chef Gene. Thank you, Thank you Thank so you. much. Happy eating, everyone. <laughs> this is Rafi Reyes and Kara for Heard on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Join us again next week for interesting conversation with fascinating people. Next up is Dr. Love Tom Alvarez for the Late Night Show. Good night. Good night, everybody.